0: Have you ever found yourself in the midst of a trial and had to acknowledge that it was the direct result of sin? Listen in today as Pastor Draper shares the biblical perspective on sin and the results it can bring in this message entitled The Devastating Consequences of Sin. And Preachers and teachers and evangelists are doing the church a disservice if we avoid the issue of sin. It's not preached because... Sometimes pastors' lives are so sinful they can't preach it. Sometimes it's so much sin in the pulpit that they have to just, you know, preach little sermonettes that make Christianettes. People don't preach on sin because there's so much sin in the pew. You got significant people, power, money people, and you don't want to offend them because they might stop giving their tithes and the budget may fall. I'd rather trust God to take care of this church than to cater up to people because I think they may stop giving. If you don't think I'm going to tell you the truth, you're in trouble. You invite me to your house, I eat a big steak, and you mess up, I'm going to tell you where you messed up and then burp afterwards. What makes sin so dangerous? Number one, sin brings physical death. Sin brings physical death. Ezekiel 18, 28 says the soul who sins shall die. Don't tell me how many of you understood that. Don't tell me you don't understand the Bible. There it is right there. The soul who sins. We all souls. We're living souls. Romans 6, 23 says for the wages of sin is death. Sin bring on physical death. Many have died. Multitudes have died because of sin. You can send yourself to death and many are by the multitudes. Your AIDS bring death. All time. drunkenness brings death. Drugs bring death. And on and on, craziness brings death. Driving with a heightened sense of stupidity brings death. <laughs> y'all laughing because you've seen some fools on the road. Don't you honk at them either, because then that's your death. Number two, what makes sin so dangerous? Sin brings spiritual death which separates you from God. Sin brings spiritual death, which separates you from God. Isaiah 59, 2 says, but your iniquities, sins, have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. You know, so spiritual death is separation from God for all eternity. Thirdly, those who habitually sin. Do not know Christ, which damns their soul to eternal destruction. Those who habitually sin, they sin with ease. They come here with a Bible and then people see them on television and on the Internet. Matter of fact, you better show live right right now because people can see you virtually now. And if they see you clowning, acting a fool and all over the place, that's it. They just say, look who's at church. He's the biggest sinner. <laughs> She's the biggest sinner. Huh, I ain't going to that church. <laughs> Straighten yourself up, you get a, you make us all look bad. Repent. Those who habitually sin do not know Christ which damned their souls to eternal destruction. Second Thessalonians 1.9 says they will suffer the penalty of eternal destruction, separated from the presence of the Lord and the glory of his might. Eternal separation from God is spiritual death. Number four, one who habitually sins is of the devil. Anybody who is sinning and living a life of habitual sin is of the devil. They're not of God. They're not psychotic. They're, they're of the devil. First, John three, eight, eight says he who sins is of the devil. There it is. You see, person just sinning, sinning. Could be a teenager, a dog. And you got some old sinners out there, too. All these sinners, all these sinners are not twenty three and twenty four. You got some seven and eighty just kicking in one foot out the grave, one foot in. And they just slipping and sliding all over the place. Old devils, old devils, the older they get, the worse they act. 1 John 3, 8a says, he who sins is of the devil. Number five, sin will keep God from hearing you. Psalm 66, 18 says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. If you've got sin rampant in your life undealt with, stop praying. The only prayer he will hear you pray is, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, I'm a sinner. Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm tired of myself and my ways. I bow my knee before you in humble contrition. And ask you to blot out my iniquities. Have mercy on me, oh God, like David. Then God will hear you pray. Number six, sin hardens the heart. Do you realize the more you sin, the harder your heart becomes? Hebrews 3, 8 says, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of trial in the wilderness. Israel was a sinful people. God provided for them supernaturally, gave them, helped them cross the Red Sea, manna from heaven, pillar of cloud by day and fire by night and all these wonderful things, fought battles for them. And they kept sinning against God, so much so he had to send snakes to vipers to bite them. And so much so he, they, wandered, they had to wander in the wilderness for, for 40 years because of a hardness of the heart. When you start saying no to God and dismissing what God has said, trouble awaits you, Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years because of a rebellious heart. You mess with God and God will trouble your life till you close your eyes. There will be an unrelenting movement of calamity after calamity after calamity as in the case of Israel. Don't harden your heart. Number seven, those who love and take pleasure in sin without remorse and repentance will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those who love and take pleasure in sin without remorse and repentance will not inherit the kingdom of God. Here's a great scripture on that. First Corinthians chapter six, verses nine through 10. First Corinthians six, nine through 10. It says, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, that's all through scripture. Do not be deceived, do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Listen, you can't get any clearer than that. Will not inherit the kingdom of God. In other words, the verse says, if they live this kind of way, and don't repent and turn from their sins. They are not going to heaven. They are candidates for hell's fire. It breaks my heart. What do we do with sin? If sin is that disastrous. What do we do with sin? Three things we need to do. Number one, we must recognize sin. Some folks sin and don't even recognize they sin. Because they it's commonplace in their life. Psalms 51.3 says, for I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is always before me. When you recognize you acknowledge your sin of mouth, sin of the eyes, sin of bad thinking and so forth. You acknowledge it. You recognize it. And when you recognize it, you deal with it. Number two, uh, we must personalize it. Oh, this message. Oh, this message today. I sure was Shirley and Sue and Bob and Joe was here. They missed that message. No, you here. You need to personalize this message straight to you. God ordered your presence here today. Psalms 51, 4 says against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. You have to personalize it. He said against you, you only have I sinned. Lord, if it, somebody said, well, if it wasn't for this, if she, if she hadn't done that, if he hadn't done that, if I if I hadn't grew up in a single parent home, if I wasn't in the ghetto, I, this, I wouldn't. Now, stop all that. Just a bit. I have sinned against God and I humble myself and I confess it's me. I'm not putting my finger at anybody else. Lord, it's me. It's me. I'm the issue. We recognize sin, we personalize sin, and thirdly, then we must vocalize sin. Psalms 51.1 says, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the mercy of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions, blot out my sins, take every one of them away. Sin. Is deadly. Disastrous and dangerous. Let me tell you something about sin. Sin is so disastrous that Adam and Eve died spiritually at the moment they sinned against God. And after they were expelled from the Garden of Eden, they eventually died physically. Moses was forbidden by God to enter the promised land because he did not reverence God before Israel by following his instruction when commanded to speak to the rock. David's adultery caused him to suffer the death of his own baby boy and judgment came upon his family. Nadu, Nabab, and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, were struck dead as priests because they mishandled holy and sacred things. Judah was taken into captivity by Babylon, and the temple was destroyed because of her rebellion in serving other gods. Achan was stoned to death because of his greed. Judas betrayed Christ for 30 pieces of silver, then went out and hung himself because of his sin. And Ananias and Sapphira died for lying against the Holy Spirit. Beloved, because of the disastrous consequences of sin, we all need to repent and get right with God ASAP. If this does not frighten you into humility, if this does not frighten you into contrition, if this doesn't frighten you into a a holy repentance, then tell me what will. If this pandemic doesn't move you to get right with God, then tell me what will. What are some of the sins believers must confess? What are some of the sins believers? I'm almost done. You say what? This is a record time. <laughs> what are some of the sins believers must confess? To hear this message and not confess our sins is a sin of omission. We must now have a time of confession before the Lord as a church so that our sins will be forgiven and completely purged from our lives. Here is a list of some of the sins we need to be confronted with so that we can repent and be in right standing with our holy God. You may even take a picture of it if you so desire as you look at this uh, on the screen because I may be going a little fast this is not a comprehensive list it is not a complete list but it it makes the point listen what are some of the sins believers must confess stealing God's glory pride narcissism arrogance The sin of anger, the sin of a negative spirit, the sin of being critical of the church leadership, habitually yielding to temptation. The sin of parental neglect, the sin of child abuse, the sin of adultery, the sin of premarital sex, the sin of homosexuality, the sin of transgenderism. We must repent of the sin of bestiality, the sin of wearing clothes of the opposite sex. We must repent of pornography, the sin of gambling. We must repent of lying and gossip and slander. We must repent of backbiting. We must repent of the sin of astrology, witchcraft, talking to the dead, Ouija boards, seances, and etc. We must repent of covetousness, drunkenness. That's even tipsiness. If you tipsy you're drunk, we must repent of gluttony eating, and you know you stuffed. The sin of a lack of control. We must repent of laziness, hypocrisy, the sin of cheating. We must repent of idolatry, sin of disobedience to parents. We must repent of the sin of a bad attitude, We must repent of the sin of disrespecting your spouse. We must repent. Of hatred and racism and racial prejudice. We must repent. Racism. Stealing. Abusing the body, which is the temple of almighty God. We must repent. Repent of drug abuse, legal and illegal. We must repent of lust, murder, abortion, cohabitation. We must repent of sin of a lack of faith and distrusting God through the difficulties of life. We must repent Of prostitution. We all need to repent of worry. We need to repent of being held captive by fear. We must repent of the sin of being held captive by your past. We must repent of unforgiveness and bitterness. We must repent of habitually. Negligent in being uh, of being habitually negligent in the Lord's church. Negligent with church attendance to include habitual tortiness with no sense of conviction. We must repent of defying authority. They say go 30. You going 50 miles an hour. We must repent of sin of believing evolution over creationism. We must repent of ungodly use of an addiction to technology. Technology is ruling and ruining your lives. We must repent of, of a critical and judgmental spirit. We must repent of bullying. Some husbands bully wives. Some wives bully husbands. Some children bully parents. Some parents bully the children. We must repent of deception. We must repent of robbing God of his tithes and offerings. We must repent of the spirit of manipulation. We must repent of a thirst for power and control. We must repent of the sin of not reading your Bible or praying sufficiently. We must repent of listening to people over listening to almighty God. We must repent of profanity. I'm talking about to those who not only here but those social media and uh, YouTube virtual viewing. Some of you are cussing more now than ever before, with a sense of ease and no conviction about it, because you're listening to it in the music and on television and mo- movies. Now it is taking over your whole life. We must repent. Of blasphemy. We must repent of a sinful thought life. Just sinning in the mind. Rampantly. We must repent of allowing the world to define your identity above your identity in Christ. We must repent of the sin of putting our faith in politicians instead of trusting Christ to fix and heal America. You wait no politicians to do it, you are gonna be depressed, you will be let down. Politicians can't save you, they can't deliver you, only God can do that all by Himself. If you. If you. Have committed one. Or more of these sins. You see I only committed one. Then you need to repent of lying. <laughs> if. You have committed one. Or more of these sins. Including sins. Not mentioned on this list. Well he didn't call my sin. Well the one I didn't call. Would you please stand on your feet or bow on your knees before God? Stand on your feet or bow on your knees before God in acknowledgement. Even if you are serving in the ministries, you're on cameras, you're in the back, wherever you are, you're in a spirit center. Uh, those of you who are looking at home virtually, you stand in His presence or get on your knees in the kitchen or in the living room or bedroom. In acknowledgement and confession of your sins, which we need to repent of. Pray silently now confessing sins you have committed. First, John one nine says, if you confess our sins, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I kneel before my heavenly father in contrition and humility and bow my head before him. Let's pray solemnly, and then I'll lead you in prayer. God, God, Jesus, Lord, we need you now. We stand in your presence. We kneel in your presence. You alone, King, Savior, and Lord. Lord, I can't count all my sins. I forget some sins I've even committed. I pray that you forgive me of the sins I've forgotten and the sins of these people that they've forgotten. Bring it to mind, Father, so that they can repent. And me, too. Father, we repent of ignorant sins. Sin—we've sinned against you ignorantly, ignorantly, because we didn't know enough of the word to know we were even sinning at that point. Oh God! So, sin of rebellion in families, and children, and grandchildren, and husbands against wives, and bad attitudes, and talking too much, and loudness, and screaming and ripping and running, taking on, a, taking on an agenda that you haven't given us. The sin of pride and hypocrisy. The sin of loving the world and the things in it. The sin of talking too much when we should be quiet. The sin of hate racism which is damnable in your sight. Instead of selfishness, angry, bitterness, gossip and slander, bitterness, being held captive by fear and worry, The lack of prayer, the lack of the word, the lack of church attendance in our lives. And when many come, they come late and don't even care. Oh, God. Oh, God. How can the church be light? How can the church be holy when there is so much unholiness in your church? Oh, strip us. Let revival come. We hate sin and we declare that we hate it today. Help us not to look at other folk. There's enough sin and issues in our life that would take us a lifetime to deal with. Father, help us to deal with us. Father, we want Maranatha to be a beacon light in this pandemic. You want to use her now more than ever before. Thank you that folk are not afraid to come to church and worship you. Thank you that fear of a virus don't rule our lives and don't regulate our lives. God have mercy. Have mercy. I can't say it all now. But you know what's in our hearts. You know our hearts. Have mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210 821-5683. Eight two one five six eight three.